we recording? This is BP Technology Outlook. Focus on Wind Podcast. Floating Offshore Special. In the last episode, we examined how wind turbine technology is coming along rapidly. But the need for change is urgent. Can wind reach the scale to make a difference? Well, one emerging technology with the potential to amplify the volume produced sooner rather than later is floating offshore turbines. And in this podcast, we'll focus on the capacity of this technology to alter the renewable energy landscape. My name is Bruce Falpe. I'm Managing Director of Strategy Consultancy BVG Associates. There are lots of places around the world with great wind resource, but the water drops off to become very deep very quickly, uh, pretty close to shore. So maybe about 10 years ago, people started grappling with the question of, well, how can we sit these, these big turbines on floating foundations? So floating has come into onto people's horizons in the last five or 10 years, and you're taking conventional wind turbine technology and putting it on floating foundations that really have been developed initially in the oil and gas industry. And that will be a game changer, I think, for offshore wind. Uh, There will be countries that just couldn't play in offshore wind that will have significant markets because of floating. Bogdan Gagia is a researcher from BP's Technology Futures team. We are now starting to see pilots for floating offshore platforms in water depth of 100 plus meters. Currently, we see pilots of one, two, maybe up to five turbines being uh, tested. But in the past year, we have started to see announcement of the first commercial scale projects for floating offshore platforms. The resource potential for floating offshore wind is about three times bigger than fixed offshore wind. As the industry progressed offshore, we learned that scale was even more important than on land. So bigger and bigger turbines uh, brought down the cost of energy. So today we're at the sort of 10, 12 megawatt scale turbines with rotor diameters in the late hundreds going over 200 meters. They are the largest rotating machines on Earth put in some of the toughest conditions. By 2050, I think uh, floating offshore wind could take up even half of the offshore wind market as we take uh, benefit of some great wind resource. Hello, I'm Giles Dixon. I am the CEO of Wind Europe. The European Union goal for 2050 is that Europe should have 450 gigawatts of offshore wind. We think that of that, between 100 and 150 gigawatts would need to be floating offshore wind. The technology is rapidly coming of age. I'm Abigail Smith. I started looking at offshore wind when I worked with the BP Alternative Energy Team. So typically, people might say that you would deploy floating offshore wind if you are in an area of the sea that is deeper than 50 to 60 meters. But we're also now hearing of instances where the water depth isn't quite as deep. It might only be 40 meters, but the seabed conditions are not very favorable to fixed offshore wind. So there might be a lot of mud or different types of sediment that wouldn't be good for a fixed offshore wind farm. And so floating has opportunities to be deployed not just in really deep waters, but also in shallower waters. Sarah Marshall principal engineer for Atkins SNC-Lavalin. We have all the potential to put in offshore wind farms, fixed and floating. 
wherever we like and wherever the energy demand is, taking into consideration geological stability and energy demands and things like that. But the question of actually the disruptiveness to local populations, for example, some of the projects in UK waters were delayed because of concerns over effects of migratory bird patterns. And I think we need, we're much more aware as a society now of, of our impact and we're much more held accountable and absolutely we should be um, held accountable for our impact on the environment. And I think those sorts of limitations will determine where we put them. The exciting thing about floating wind is that it's unlocking a lot of new areas in the world to deploy this technology and access some pretty incredible wind resources. Often, the further you are away from shore, it's windier, so you're generating more power. Offshore wind farms will be able to power tens if not hundreds of thousands of homes, depending on the size of the farm. And so that really makes a difference, particularly in areas that are large demand centers like coastal cities where you know you can't really put up a huge solar farm in the middle of New York City, can you? But offshore, you can deploy potentially gigawatts of offshore wind. And that unlocks a new revenue stream, but also decarbonized power generation source for coastal demand centers, which is very, very important as we try to make more sustainable future, particularly for cities as well. And oftentimes offshore wind can provide the most power generation in the evenings, which is when electricity demand tends to spike. Not only can offshore wind deploy at scale, but it often has a very complementary generation profile to other renewable generation sources. So in places like California, you know, not only is that a benefit, but there's also huge benefits in terms of job creation and making a more robust and decentralized energy system. The construction for floating is primarily done onshore and then floating turbines and their foundations are tugged out to sea with just a tugboat. Many people are saying you're not going to require these huge offshore vessels for installation, which is a big benefit. You've got to think about how are you going to get access? How are you going to get people out to maintain it? You need to think about how is it safe to get people out there? If something breaks down in, in summer when there's not very big waves, that's absolutely fine. But what happens if it's in winter when there's a storm in? And do you still go out? So you need to think about the safety aspects of how it's going to be maintained and serviced and what kind of accessibility um, is going to be required for the components, like how often do they have to get replaced, things like the same as with your car or your boiler, how frequently do you service things and how frequently do you have to replace parts. And it, and it just it gets more complex with, with floating because they might be further, um, you've got floating structures multiple of them and we haven't got a installed floating wind farm at the moment we've just got these demonstrators so uh, again it's it's a developing industry when i personally think about the energy transition i think we should be deploying technologies at scale that we know can really move the needle and you know solar power is one of those onshore wind is one of those offshore wind is one of those and certainly floating offshore wind can be one of those because it can unlock so many new markets and enable them to have you know, hundreds of megawatts just offshore. And so that is really exciting to me because it can change things and it can change things at scale and also be cost effective. And that's what we need for the energy transition. This was a BB Technology Outlook production. Focus, Focus on, on Wind Podcast. Floating Offshore Special.